1: The Brothers, for you and I to live for the kingdom of God, it's going to require a a perspective shift, a new way of thinking, a new mindset.
0: What in the world would it mean to pray, thy kingdom come? Seek first the kingdom of God. Know that your home is in heaven and live as if that's your goal. What we've done in the past simply can't be done anymore that we lived our life in a certain manner because it was basically a Christian world, a
1: Christian culture that we're living in. That time, those times are over. It's not enough to be a believer. It's not. You, it is not sufficient for you just to believe and that's it. You cannot be a believer. Being a believer leads to being a follower. Instead of all these things we're worried about that consume our thoughts and our minds, instead of using your mental energy on that, instead, seek his kingdom.
0: What in the world would it mean to pray by kingdom come. Well, friends, welcome to another episode of Kingdom Culture Conversations. And uh, you're listening to Mr. Brown in Washington, D.C., and uh, I have had the good pleasure, as I've mentioned, uh, to be with ACSI, the Association of Christian Schools International, at the National Legislative Conference in in Washington, D.C., where we've been getting briefed on a number of religious liberty issues, school choice uh, or as we prefer to call it, educational freedom issues. Uh, we've heard from Senator Ted Cruz. We've heard from Jim Lankford. It's been a, quite an experience. Uh, but I've also enjoyed, uh, and it's not just this year, Merle, but you and I have, have had the opportunity to rub shoulders quite a few years. Uh, we have
1: done this a lot, haven't we? We have. <laughs> and how many years have you done this? I actually don't know. But I was just thinking it's probably been at least 12 or 15. I'm wow. not sure. So well, I'm not you? that
0: much of a veteran. I've maybe maybe five or six. I, no, no, I don't be, remember. Do
1: you think longer than that? I think so. <laughs> I don't track man. those guys. I'm an old man too, man. <laughs> I don't.
0: I don't remember how long we've been doing it, but it really has been a unique privilege, and part of that yeah. privilege has been watching uh, kind of your arc as mm. you have in a way, been a a real leader on the East Coast (laughs) in terms of drawing together Christian schools and ministries. But um, I'd love to hear you tell a little bit of your story. You're the head of Champion Christian School in Pennsylvania. You want to tell us a little bit about your school and then how you you went from being head of school to to leading a multi-state movement?
1: Sure, I'll be glad to. A little little uh, nuance to this. Okay, so we're actually—I'm uh, the executive director of the Christian Family and Children's Center, which has Champion Christian School. I got you. And the only reason that's interdenominational ministry—I'm not a church, not affiliated with a church—but my wife and I actually founded that in 1981. Oh, so wow. I really am an old guy. Okay, so. <laughs> but students, he is not. <laughs> For context, Mr. Brown is an old guy. This,
0: this guy's. Is- <laughs>
1: but, you know, but what's been really interesting is um, I've always had a passion to engage culture, to be a place. Um, and obviously, Christian education is a big piece of that. You mean, um, but to be a place where uh, we can rub shoulders with what's happening with culture and provide truth mm-hmm. and provide context. And um, so that's taken us a whole bunch of places. But one of the places it's taken is the public policy forum. And that wasn't something that I had intended to do, early on. However, in the uh, the, the I'm trying to think when this was. It had been that probably the 70s. There was a movement in the Christian community to hey get let's get involved in public policy. You know what I mean? And that was was
0: it just public policy, or was there a specific kind of lightning rod issue that drove
1: that interest? Well, this, this was more of a culture thing. So okay. this a church got involved, and I and I said this makes a lot of sense to get involved. Then. What ended up happening was um, as I okay, – so I be, so became interested in politics, became interested in Christian worldview. My, the first uh, the first president that I voted for professed to be a Christian, and then I began to realize that his actions were not – he was not taking necessarily Christian no. actions, not to be named. Sure. Um, <laughs> and so that made me very mad. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so my in, initial engagement was as, a, as an individual saying, wait a second, I want my vote to count. I want to. I don't want to be. Wow. I don't want to be snuckered. I want to make sure that I'm educated. So I became kind of part of that movement that way. So as we then started the center in 1981, um, and became involved, one of the things that happened in Pennsylvania was, um, and again, Christian schools. I, I may. Th- this may not be a perfect context, but Christian schools have not historically been involved at the public policy table. Right. We've allowed others to do that, our Jewish friends, um, our Catholic friends. You know I mean, you And um, we've kind of ridden their coattails. And uh, those groups needed some expertise in early childhood, which happened to be my initial. Um, and they couldn't find people in their own culture that knew it that that long ago. Wow. So so anyway, so they so asked So they me, recruited you in a forum. Yep, and asked me and there's a couple governors council and they said, Hey, can you come and provide testimony test testimony and can you provide context for some of these things that are going on? And i'm um, and they then they trained me. And wow. they taught you know, so they trained you know, train me how to testify, do those kind of things. And I began looking around and saying, Where's the evangelical Christian school community here? And Crickets. We were yeah, we were not to be found.
0: <laughs> well, I think the temptation sometimes with Christian education is that it's in some cases people might consider it to be a uh, safeguard, uh, the proverbial bubble. Yeah. You know, where where we retreat from culture rather than engage it. And I think the proper model really is to, you know, for following the great commission is we want to be change makers,
1: we want to be world changers. Absolutely. Yeah. I, Jeff, I, I can't tell you enough, Mr Brown. I mean that is and so that that dichotomy where we talk about training our kids for culture where we and yet we're not in the seats of public influence and public spheres where decisions are being made right. at capitals. I mean big decisions that influence us. So that I didn't like that. One of my motivational gifts is to take something that doesn't exist and bring it into practice. And so that was then became very highly motivational for me to bring not only our school, our community, but other Christian schools to the table. And um, that's what that's what's taking me uh, along this journey of it's it's great to be involved. And I love being involved. I love being involved in Pennsylvania. Right. But what I really like tonight's conversation of, hey, we'd like to do something like that. And I mean, that's exciting for me. So.
0: So your your horizons, though, have actually expanded because not only yeah. did you pull together a network of Christian schools within the state of Pennsylvania, but as I understand it now, uh, that network has grown to include several states. About ten states now, right now. On, ten on states, some level, yeah, yeah, that's unbelievable. Different
1: different levels of involvement. You mean because so because this whole thing has to develop. People have to develop. Organize. You mean? Yeah, but takes time. And plus, each. I mean, Massachusetts is a very different political. Uh, place than Florida or your your Massachusetts is our California yeah there you go we feel your pain exactly (laughs) exactly so you
0: I've I mean I've watched for for years as you've done this and I've seen it only ever grow Mm -hmm. and it's been fun to see too some of the change that you have affected Mm-hmm. Um, most recently there have been some big wins in the state of Kentucky. Yes. Um, and, and you, you played a role in that as well.
1: We did. We started a public policy group there three years ago and boy, it was hard working. I mean, it was hard work for a bunch of reasons. One is Kentucky by its very nature is geo geographically, um, kind of divided mm-hmm. and then somewhat culturally too hard f- for people to work together. So we worked over a three year period, but, um, of course the uh, other coalition members were working. but I really believe that bringing our group, that as we brought Kentucky Christian schools to the table, we helped tip the we helped tip the scale there. I think yeah. really those, those school leaders that got involved and testified and made this a broader issue than a Jewish issue and a Catholic question and if we, I believe that we I, I could be I, that might not be correct, but I believe that we were a tipping point even wow. in a conservative state like Kentucky.
0: That's awesome. So I think next week I'm actually filling in for you in the in the great state of Kentucky. I'll be be headed to the bluegrass state. <laughs> and I'm going to see if I can undo all the good work in my two days in Kentucky that you took three years to do. No, I'm teasing. But no, it's, you're
1: it's, going to be working with Phil Playo from Pennsylvania, and you guys are going to have a blast. I am real. really jealous that I can't be there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I wish you were. Um, but here's here's the real reason I wanted to, to pull you into this conversation, because you are, when I think of, of state level, and you, mm-hmm. well, one other thing I wanted mm-hmm. to add, and congratulations, ACSI, has tapped you to help lead uh, with the gentleman by the name of Philip Scott a kind of a state level advocacy within yep. ACSI um, and and I'll probably revisit that with Philip on another another mm-hmm. episode of Kingdom Culture Conversations. But kudos to you, and I, you. I think you've you really have formed a template, an example, mm-hmm. and, and not just an example, but a godly example of what educational freedom and school choice, but specifically Christian education, can look like um, is is it's led properly. But cool. here's the real reason I wanted to to visit with you today and that was i mentioned to you we've got a couple clubs on campus we've got a turning point usa and uh kind of a conservative activist club Mm -hmm. on campus very cool by the
1: way yeah thank you (laughs) Uh,
0: a young man by the name of zach uh is kind of leading that and done a great job and then we've also got a students for life chapter on the campus and that's being Mm -hmm. run by uh by an alumni by the name of austin And it's been been fun to see these two clubs come to fruition, but beyond that, in the month of November, they're going to be working together on a campaign to influence the state legislature uh, (laughs) from a student perspective for pro-life.
1: That is exciting. That the is. Go, go team. Yeah, <laughs> go amen. Go team.
0: <laughs> amen. But I was wondering, what words of advice or wisdom would you give to these these young people? Um, do you anticipate, would you, would you warn them of frustrations or disappointments? Mm-hmm. What are the, some of the pitfalls that you faced as you've become a, a state-level advocate? I,
1: the, I hope this is helpful, but I, I do. I think about this a lot because I work with people, and I experience it myself even after 25 years of doing this, um, there's a couple things. First of all, particularly as it relates to the life issue, as mm-hmm. it relates to Christian education, remember that you're in a spiritual battle. Amen. And if you, the, if you look at the scriptures in the Old Testament, there's lots of cool passages about sitting at the city gates. Mm. And the, 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 the context there is that's where the decisions are made. Yeah. and influencing people and that's where the leaders and the elders talked about things that's what going to the Capitol is and that represents so your students are have a powerful voice because there's not a lot of students that are leading public policy conversations a lot of, they can't get beyond themselves so again kudos God bless what's going on there guys do not minimize the impact that you can have I will tell you um, so, so that spiritual context is an important thing, particularly on this life issue. Yeah. Because this has been a stranglehold on our culture for so long. So you're going to engage and I guarantee you the enemy is not going to be happy. Yep. So whether that's going to be the bus is going to break down, whether that's going to be you and your best friend have an argument over something, whether the cheese is moldy, I don't know, but there's going to be something. You know, go it's on. so funny you
0: say that because uh, there's the our campus pastor, if you will, his name is uh, Chris Gardner. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kids all call him G yeah. and G and I, when we go down to Mexico, uh, we we visit an orphanage down there and we serve, yeah. we've served there for years now uh, called kids kingdom in Emory Sonora. And the phrase uh-huh. we always use is, because it's inevitable that when we go to cross that border, the enemy's going to attack in yeah. some way. And it never fails. I mean, at first we were kind of undone by it, but now we see it as almost affirmation that we're headed in the right direction, we're doing the right stuff, yeah. but we always say the same thing. We say the enemy is not just going to give it to us. Yeah. If we want it, we're going to have to march right in, we're going to have to take it from him. And that's what I hear you saying.
1: Yeah, and I, and I agree. And again, scripturally, the gates of hell. What's the last gates that you saw opening outwards? Most of them are to protect. And so when we're storming the gates of hell, you mean we are, we are wow. literally not in a defensive mode. We're in an offensive mode. So yeah. that, that is really true. So that, that's one. So the pra- then, then I guess my, cons- my the second advice I'd have is then manage it. You mean recognize oh. it for what it is and see it for what it is. Try to recognize that it's part of a leadership you know, when you take leadership like this and students taking leadership in today's culture is the key. I yep. mean, I mean, literally, Mr. Brown, I just I just want to commend you because you don't see that everywhere. Yeah. I mean, and especially a group that large, You I mean, and willing to work together. So the third thing would be is remember that public policy is it, it's almost countercultural to do it. Well, to have a place where we can talk about our differences, where we can be literally salt and light and be firm um, who knows what kind of response they are going to get there? Right, they may get you know antagonist response. They may get um, all kinds of response. The, it doesn't really matter because mm-hmm. they are going to engage, and that's what engagement brings. So, trying to figure out how to be biblical, how to be loving, how to put your temper underneath—I mean, you know—just all of those practical skills Keep under control. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, and so yeah, those are the kind of things. The other thing is remember that we're dealing with power and influence here. Yeah, and so it's the same thing I said today um, egos are rampant in public policy. And, and again, that's not a bad thing, but we have to be very, very careful because victories the enemy can use to make us proud. Um, our feelings can get hurt, all kinds of things. When it happens, just remember that your, your goal is to be collaborative and work together.
0: Zach is the, is the junior that, that, started uh, Turning Point USA on the campus and mm. one of the things he says is uh, that politics is a dirty game. Mm. Uh, but it is just that. It's a it's a game. It's a yeah. game of influence and it's this, this idea you know politics may seem like a dirty term but, but at the end of the day politics is an attempt to get our arms wrapped around as many people as possible to convince them of the way forward and then to compel them to go in a particular direction. Absolutely. We won't get them all. You know there will nope. be some that that will will refuse, and that's the free choice and the autonomy uh, that that God's given us, and so we respect that. Uh, but there will be some wins. There will be some wins, and
1: I guarantee it. I think yeah. uh, you know there's there's people that talk about your generation, the generation that's doing this will be mm-hmm. the salvation, of which maybe revival starts and comes, and and I would not doubt it at all, and I wouldn't doubt that events like this where it really matters, because again. I agree a lot of people and there are a lot of bad things and politics does sure. but it's the cost of a free society yeah. and so politics is the ability to influence others and to make the right choice same thing The same thing the Lord gave us you know he gave us free will to make choices um, this is our ability to help affect free will and to and so the influence I, the other thing I guess I just want to say before I forget is that I guarantee you guys, that you will have voices of legislators that maybe Mr. Brown and I can can have yeah. because they're kids. Yep. Um I my my state reps won't call me back but they'll call my 7th grade class when they call them at they, they call them at their house at home at night <laughs> cuz they're 7th graders, you know what I mean so That's amazing. Yeah, so but they don't they don't call me back personally. <laughs>
0: They know what we want, yeah, right? exactly. Oh, well, that's cool. One real so, thank you. And I just think it's so cool to see what you've done. And I, I would wonder if you wouldn't mind, as we close out this episode, could you say a word of prayer? Pray for uh, the students uh, in the Turning Point Club, for the students and Students for Life, and just pray that they would find uh, would at least some to. degree of success similar to what you have as I, I would
1: love to, and will you promise to update me? Tell me, it goes? Yeah, thank you for and asking
0: that. That what a neat thing that will be.
1: Let Absolutely. me let me take a second to just say, students. I don't know if you recognize the giftedness of your administrator, but um, guys that take time after a long, long day. We've had a long, long day <laughs> to take a couple interviews to do something for your school and family. Jeff, that's an amazing thing. Well, Keep up the wrong. good work. Okay, yeah, Keep we'll edit good work. all that out. <laughs> Hope not. <laughs> <laughs> so let me pray, huh? So, yeah. so, Father God, I just I pray for this event and everything that leads up to it and everything that follows it, Lord, that Your hand would be upon this kids, Father, that they would see You work in a new way in their clubs and in their life. The Lord, You would energize them, and Lord, um, we do ask that You protect them, but Lord, don't Amen. don't keep them from difficulties because the Amen. difficulties draw them closer to You, like Your Word Amen. says. So, God, I pray that um, that you would bless them richly, help them to have eyes to see the spiritual realm that they're working in here. And I pray, God, that in this, what even could be the last year of abortion in our country, that they would find themselves playing a part in the delivery of the truth to the people of America that sometimes just cannot see it. Um, thank you, Lord, for them. And I thank you so much for Jeff. I pray, Lord, that you would just do amazing things in his life and pay back the investment that he's given to so many and to ACSI. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Merle, thank you.
1: God bless you. It was a privilege to be here.
0: Well, if you ever find yourself out west coast, I would say avoid Phoenix by all costs. It's too hot. (laughs) But if you find yourself... If you find yourself in Phoenix and, and you'd love to stop by the school, we would love to have you.
1: I would uh, love enjoy. to do that. We will make that a plan. How about All right. So, that sounds okay. good. God All bless right. your brother. God bless
0: you. Okay. Take That's care, folks. Nice Thanks for listening. listening.